Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, cool. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and JC. And it starts right now. Oh, welcome back to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers, by writers, who hate writing. Don't adjust your volume. My voice is a little hoarse. <laughs> a little hoarse, but it's a little husky, sultry. It's husky. I've got You're giving a, yourself a lot of credit here. A radio <laughs> voice. <laughs> A, vo- a voice and a face made for radio. That's what <laughs> okay. we got here today. <laughs> okay, fine. First joke of the day. First joke of the day. That's not even his joke. That's like a jo- that's like a joke from 1950. A face the made whole- for radio. Jeez, oh, Gordon. We can do that now. Oh God, Goldie, you're you're unbelievable. It's the, the, best. the you you come on and clear your throat, and it's first joke of the day, first joke of the day, and it's then all of a sudden funny. you got a problem with this. I'm so uh, sorry. Wait, you didn't hold on. Get I want to. Why was I'm Cinderella sorry. so bad at soccer? She kept running away from the ball. Second joke <laughs> of the, the day. day. Second, second joke, joke of the day. day. I, actually, I've never heard that one before. So that was a terrible <laughs> example. What do you of call a joke an angry I, carrot? A steamed veggie. I mean, like we could, I like just, that. I could just go to the internet like, and get a joke. That's a pretty good one. Oh my God. I'd never heard of either of those. I so they were new to me. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be work, and we stumble into it. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. All right, the guy who gets first we're joke off. of the day with a hair trigger every week. <laughs> I have one thing in life. It's first joke of the day. <laughs> The only thing that's ever gone well for me. Uh, don't you have two you children? You have everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you well, have to have, you see, my tiny dust-covered jewel. And you say, <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> Pluck. Yoink. Um, well, one thing I do have, which we can all agree on, is a large nose. And I wanted to start talking this week about something that's that should be... Uh, a big headline in the overnosed community, which is uh, this new debacle, Maestro. Okay, Bradley Cooper's Netflix film that oh. he, you know, <laughs> produced and starred in about Leonard Bernstein, the story nobody cared about, nobody asked for. Bradley Cooper decided to strap on a fake honker and <laughs> just true. desperately bid for an Oscar. Like yes. it, it, the Aesthetic whole thing Oscar. reeks of 
please give me awards for this. Well, I got some news. I got some nose Nose. news for you, (laughs) you Bradley. You're not winning it. First of all, what a huge miscalculation releasing this movie amidst the backdrop of what's going on in the yeah, Middle East. It's a very Nobody point. wants a guy named Bradley <laughs> Cooper funny. in a fake honker saying, look at me, I'm Jewish. <laughs> nope. I do. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you do not. You take I like that chaos. Back. Yeah, okay, <laughs> well, that's true. what it is. It's chaos. Here are a few th- observations about this movie. Okay. It starts off right away, as many of these pretentious movies do, with very old Leonard Bernstein. Well, wait a second. It doesn't start out with a red N and go wong. Okay. You got me there. Okay. <laughs> it starts with the N and goes gagong. You're right. Which we like. That's how that it is. starts. And then right after that. Okay. So the second start is a very old Leonard Bernstein with his huge honker and his Ronald Reagan-esque jowls. And this is a... Yeah, go ahead. And he says... You're probably wondering how I got here. (laughs) I wish he had said that. That would have been better. So problem one is Bradley Cooper could not change his expression with this giant honker on his face. Like the whole movie, he could not emote. He couldn't do anything. Is that hard for you? It's very hard for me, but I've managed with years (laughs) of practice. With years is of that practice. why you're in therapy? You I was think just that, say, maybe it's it's like the therapist nose. eventually goes, "No, you're having these emotions," but it's like <laughs> the geometry of your face is just yes. making it difficult for you to express them in other people. Yes, it's very weighted into the center of my face. Everything is, you know, there's a big mound. It's not there that big. Hold, it what's that? It's not that big. Oh, I don't know why you, you say it's, that. It's a small curvature of space time around it. <laughs> this is Matthew McConaughey is orbiting it in Interstellar and uh, trying to get his daughter's attention right around my nose. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm watching this movie. I there's a scene. Can where you he... see like the end of your nose as you're watching it? And okay, that's a, that's just about enough. <laughs> we're, we're only a couple more, and then we're gonna call it on the nose jokes. You know how like when you make jokes about you being bald, it's funny, but if somebody else says it, it's it's, it's a funnier. war crime. It's oh. a war crime. Yeah, it's funnier. So every week we we have bald complaints. This week we're having okay, nose I'll, I'll complaints. Stop. No, no, no. Please keep chiming in. You know I love it. Um, there's a scene in the middle where, oh my God, he conducts, you know, it's just a one shot of him conducting a symphony. And I swear to, I cannot wait for you guys to see this. It it could have been Jerry Lewis. It should have been Jerry Lewis or Jim Carrey doing this scene. And it would have been hilarious, except that he's trying to be serious and it's terrible. So here are a couple of other things. The and other that, pe- is the drama at that point like, you'll no never drama. conduct Beethoven's Ninth. And it's like, <laughs> no. oh, yes, I will. Like, what drama no, is there, there around this? There's no drama. You oh. learn nothing about Leonard Bernstein. Right. There's no... Just, s- wow. I, like, I, just to interject briefly, and I'm sorry. So yeah. th- there's Tar, and now there's this. <gasps> tar was great. Well, great. I, I, I don't... Tar. We've... I have a long-standing uh, opinion that I don't care about conductors that they're oh, frauds, etc., cetera, yeah. etc. Cetera. Yeah. They're just you. Anyone can wave a stick in front of the world's greatest musicians, and <laughs> yeah. they know what to do. But yeah. what, like, so what are we watching for, or hoping for, as we're as we're seeing Leonard Bernstein and this and this guy from uh, The Hangover wearing a big nose, waving his <laughs> baton? Like, what am I hoping happens? 
Well, you're hoping that it, that that it becomes good and entertaining, which it never does. And you're hoping to learn something about Leonard Bernstein, which you never really do. You, you see Weird. early in the movie that he gets a very lucky break when another conductor gets sick. This is literally in the first moments of the movie. Another conductor gets sick. He gets called on to conduct at Carnegie Hall. And from that moment, he's Leonard Bernstein, the great American conductor. Like, there's what no struggle. What makes a great conductor? Like, you're <laughs> you're better at waving the stick than the sick guy? Like, <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> it doesn't seem real. I'm I sorry. Agree. I agree. But here's where you, okay. you brought up you brought up Tar, which is a good comp. Yeah. Because they're both conductors. I just and am, I, like, picturing... Like, if we had a conductor on here... Yeah. And I would just go, like, what, what are you doing? I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to, by the way, we booked Seiji Ozawa. So that's <laughs> I mean, that would news. be cool, wouldn't it? I know, it? that would be very cool. But so Tar really gets You are into... a Frada, Seiji Ozawa, <laughs> that's what I'd call him. No, that's not close enough. <laughs> but I, I like the effort, but that's not close enough. Tar is a movie where you really examine the character of Tar. And Tar is really... fake or real? Fake. Okay. Fake. Oh. But I care you, even less. Kate, Kate Blanchett <laughs> is a great yes, actress. I, I, and I and you her. really get into her character, and it's very interesting. I could have watched another hour of Tar. This movie, Maestro, I could not wait for it to be over for this hate crime. <laughs> How much of over. it is just conducting? Like, <laughs> too much. Time-wise. Totally I mean, <laughs> probably about 10 minutes. That's it? So it's not greatest hits. It's not like, here's Beethoven's no. fifth, and here's no. Mozart's, you know, no. 40th. No. And here's... So if it didn't tell you anything about his life, what no. did it actually tell you? What, well, it, it, it kind of t- tried to tell you about the nature of his relationship with his wife, because oh. I guess Leonard Bernstein was sort of famously bisexual. Translation, gay. gay. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, he had all these, like... It was one of those very annoying movies where, like, they tried to incorporate famous people of the time, and they really had to let you know as an audience, because we're idiots now, who people were. So it'd be like walking around a party, it'd be like, uh, that kook dancing in the corner is uh, Jerry Robbins, and uh, this kook over here, that's with the long oh, face, wow. that's Ira Gershwin. It, it, it was a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. And the other people in the movie are quite good. Like, uh, Sarah Silverman is in it. She has a small part. We're, we're friends with her. She did a really good job. Okay. I actually texted her while watching it. I took a screen cap, and I said, I thought I was watching uh, Maestro. It turns out I'm watching the marvelous Miss Nasal. Because oh. she has she has large nostrils and she's okay with that. Did so that she, get a ha ha or it, it got a it got an all caps how dare you? So I take <laughs> oh, that that's as, good. A, as a win. That's good. Yeah. Um, but and Carrie it Mulligan. It is fun to be able to text the stars of movies. It is <laughs> that's the only reason to go into show business is you I might know. see so someone good. in a movie and be well. Able that's to go well. Like, that's why every year you and I get together to watch Tooth Fairy, so we can text Seth. Hey, oh, yeah. great job, great job <laughs> in Tooth Fairy. I've with never the even rock. heard of this. Um, but so Carrie Mulligan is great. Carrie Mulligan plays his wife. It's Bradley Cooper who is the problem. In I this like movie. Bradley Cooper. Well, I I like him in Step Brothers. And that's only, it. Only? That's, that's it? it? Who's he in Step Brothers? Oh, he's the mean No, brother. no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Wedding, Wedding Crashers. Crashers. Wedding okay. Crashers. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I, I loved him in Wedding Crashers, but that was it. And yeah. now he's trying to be Daniel Day-Lewis, and he, he just is so not that. And this movie, I'm calling for the overnosed <laughs> to storm the streets. I want 
Adrian Brody, Owen Wilson, Jason <laughs> Schwartzman. Basically, if you were in Darjeeling Limited, <laughs> we're hitting the streets. I want to sneeze in, in the streets <laughs> about this this war crime against the overnose. Because, by the way, Bradley Cooper has a, a decent-sized nose yeah, when it's, it's just, like, regular. You yeah. didn't need to strap on like, this So shot. few people know Leonard Bernstein. Yes. And that, like, no one would know if you didn't have the correct nose. No one would know. No, no one, one would, would say, know. well, he, okay, that, right. that was an inaccurate portrayal because he wasn't getting enough air. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter. But Bradley Cooper, when he tries to get serious, you know, I, I really liked A Star is Born, actually. And I'll say I, I loved Hated the it. soundtrack and I loved the Hated music. It. I, I don't know why. I loved it. it. Hated it. But did you see this movie, Burnt, where he played like a chef? <laughs> and this was at the height of like chefs are the new rock stars. And, <laughs> right. And just one of the things I remember in it that was just so appallingly bad was. He, uh, someone wanted him to do sous vide cooking, which is, you know, you wrap the food in this wrapper and then you put it in water at a certain temperature for a long time. And he goes, I can't do that. It's like putting the food in a fucking condom. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who's against sous vide cooking? Like, he he, he just seems to, I, I wonder if he just doesn't have enough. He hasn't had enough sort of oppositional, uh, genuine hardship in his life because he's so good looking that he he doesn't understand what torment is. So he thinks it's things like wearing a big nose and pushing a baton really hard yeah, or yeah. yelling about sous vide cooking. Like that's that's relatable agony to most people. It's not at all. Clearly. No, but no. he wouldn't know because he's just observing and he goes, ah, I don't know. Like what would be the worst thing is like if you were conducting really hard and you were secretly <laughs> bisexual. Like that, I know maybe that's, maybe that's the it. whole that's the whole movie. And, yeah. and it stunk, by the way. And I've said this a few times to Family Guy people. So excuse me, you've heard this. I'm calling this movie Love V on Nose, which yeah. I think is appropriate for it. Yes. And First also to go back. Day. <laughs> there there we go. Go. See, is yeah, that, that original enough? Is that I would have gotten enough? on and said, this is the movie, and I'm calling it La Vie on Nose. There you go. First joke of the day. <laughs> First joke. Okay. I'll t- yeah. I'm taking notes. Okay. Um, but for, to get back to A Star is Born, my take on that was, hey, when that guy who can't sing and that lady who can't act did that movie for a fourth time, magic. <laughs> you know that fourth. was the fourth Star is Born? The fourth. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I was really liked some of the music in that, and I think it was written by Jason Isbell. I, th- I thought some of the songs were great. A good shout out for him. I, All right, well, I um, worked on that movie when they oh. did. Yeah, when they did the scene at SNL. So it was really bizarre because they had a, a full audience in the in the stands, and she's on stage, but they couldn't play the music in the studio. So all we could hear was her dancing and the audience was sitting there. All you could hear was her breathing like (laughs) every time she's dancing. And then the crowd wasn't allowed to clap for real. So they were all just like fake clapping. It was a very bizarre nightmare. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What is that? It was really weird. Uh, Anyway, Maestro stunk. And I don't want this to get taken out of context like i have no problem with non-jewish actors playing jewish parts i know some people have trouble with that i don't care like let literally let let daniel day lewis let daniel day lewis play any jew as i get older like the whole idea of movies is so stupid (laughs) if i told you about any movie anything like you name the like i go why should i see this new it's about a conductor it's like why the 
fuck would I sit through that? <laughs> right. You know, it's well, like, oh, imagine you get to see Oppenheimer and he's having sex and stuff. Like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> what, is, what would like, you Like, imagine watch? if a Barbie came to life. It's a fucking child's toy. I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't care if it went into the real world and, like, Carla from Cheers ran fucking Mattel. Like, it all, <laughs> it's all stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's all playing pretend. Is there anything and, that you would find interesting? It's it like, like, cause my kid is now doing sketch comedy oh, I love and this. I love watching her do it. And you go, it's okay. for children. All this stuff is just for children and yeah. children should be doing it. Yep. Yeah. Adults doing it is fucking stupid. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper looked like he was a child playing dress like, up. Yeah, because it's like, oh. I should be getting an award. It's like, you're an adult. You're lucky like you don't have to work in insurance. Just take that and be fine. You don't yeah. need a trophy. Well, he's not getting a trophy. Oh, so you could be in the company of the great Will Smith? Oh. <laughs> Get a best acting Oscar? Oh, that's still so funny. Um, anyway, oh, give him a standing O for his brave performance just after he punched a guy. Okay, oh, like that just took the bloom up the whole Oscar. It's like, how can anyone take this seriously? At this point? I know it's ridiculous, yeah. and we'll Maestro's ridiculous. So I'm rooting for <laughs> yeah. any other film over. Well, first well, of all, can we talk about what really matters? For Oppenheimer's going to kick its ass. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Which is the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. So yes. we, we're not going to reveal, and you and I still don't know who won because nope. we haven't. Same, it, even though I think it won, meaning like they got to get married. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I haven't watched the finale, but I watched everything. This else. is the Johnny joke. I didn't do it. You know, in one, and they and they got married. If marriage is winning, what's losing? That was the Johnny joke about it. But, That's great. So this article came out in the Hollywood Reporter. I instantly sent it to you guys, yeah. which was that. Gary, the bachelor, and I almost want to call him Jerry because the point of this That's article was name. he's kind of a fraud. Yeah. Ooh, yes. The he's Big not time. a restaurateur. He kind of owned part of a restaurant. Last maybe it was in 1985 or something. Or yeah, that's not, bad. it was a long time ago that he yeah. owned a share of like a drive-through hamburger place. Yeah, <laughs> and that <laughs> basically he's been kind of a maintenance man and custodian, kind of handyman. At like a mental institution, <laughs> am I Jerry right? In saying that? I didn't remember that detail. I so first of all, I'm calling him the Golden Janitor, <laughs> Jerry the Janitor. And then also in my in my worst moments, because he's a fraud, I'm calling him the Golden Murderer yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of what I think he may have done. But yeah. yes. so a couple points. First, this attitude we've been making fun of for a few weeks now. He's all like, oh, gosh, and, you know, you <laughs> gee, and, like, yes. so it so makes sense that he's accustomed to talking to mental patients, and they say in the article he was very good at mediating conflicts between, like, the drugged out and insane, and it's like, it's so sad, but that's what works on older women romantically. It's just yeah. treat them like they're a Nicely. mental patient in a <laughs> in a violent frenzy and you're talking them down. And so anything oh. they say, you go, that's so interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. feeling connected with you when you say that. And that's it works. That, that's like the Rosetta Stone for his behavior is yeah. he's treating everyone like a mental patient in a crisis. <laughs> yeah. And it's working. Oh, miraculously. God. Wow. But I the, cannot... the, yeah. I can't wait to watch the finale. Go ahead. I, keep I know. I know. My wife yeah. had to go to a play last night, so I wasn't able to. Oh. Uh, but the second point is that, of course, then it went into this whole image he's been projecting is my wife dies and I haven't kissed anyone. It's like three months after his wife died, he was dating. 
he was living with a woman one he was month. dating. One month. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought it was three. Anyway. Yeah, yeah uh, that's the scary part. Yeah, so he was living with a woman, and he was engaging in kind of monstrous behavior, let's say, where he basically said to her, like, you know, you have to pay for this, like, yeah. and you have to pay for that, but then... When, when we go out to eat, you have to give me money beforehand, so then it can look like I'm paying at the restaurant, which yeah. is yeah, that's just uh, so really weird. Evil. But so you and we all know we've been in show business. That anytime someone's whole image is like how nice they are, whether yeah. it's Ellen or James Corden or any of these people, it's like <laughs> True. they're not. Yes, absolutely. It's a big totally. because anyone who's like genuinely nice, like they know they're nice and they don't have to worry about it. And they're right. and they're like, if I misunderstood, that's fine. Right. Yes. I know what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, good point. Any expose of Jerry, Gary, whoever this man <laughs> is, and I don't think we're yet there with knowing who he is. No. Uh, no. Wait till after the marriage. I'm I'm the audience. For I mean, bachelor if, scandal. If this the the best scenario for us yeah. would be Jerry Gary ends up Mary marrying whoever the 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 winner is, and then within a year that woman is dead. Oh my and god! And Josh Mankiewicz does yes. the Dateline. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that that's our, those are our worlds colliding. That let's yeah. get. Let's get yeah. Mank. Make sure Mank is keeping a close eye yes. on everything that's happening by that lake in Indiana. Yeah, because yeah, oh, my, wow. my feeling is he still has some of the women's numbers from the show. Like, oh, there's yeah. some scumbaggery <laughs> going on. Like, Big release time. your text, Jerry Gary. <laughs> Jerry Gary. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, anyway, well, but I also wanted to take a victory lap because called it. Yes. You did. Well, and was the only oh, one. Oh, yes. You were yeah, the you, only you t- one who from the beginning said this guy is not yeah, no, on the I, I, don't I, trust I, him. I admit that I was swept up by Jerry Gary's act. Um, <laughs> but now I think the more information comes in, I, I'm, it I'm totally team, makes sense. I'm on yeah. Team Goldie now. Thank you. Um, There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. All right, something else where we're all unfortunately on the same team is the next part of the show that we like to call Johnny Jokes. Whoa, from Hollywood! Nosy Johnny. <laughs> Nosy. Oh boy, I heard that. Uh, maybe you heard this: uh, an Alabama woman with two uteruses is now pregnant in both of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can learn all about her magical journey next summer in Disney Pixar's Gross, <laughs> with an exclamation point. Gross. Uh, here's the next story. Former NFL quarterback Drew Brees. I, I thought that, you know, there's also a, at least one of them is Nick Cannon's. <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love how Johnny. you bring Nick Cannon in. <laughs> totally. Anything pregnancy, Nick. He has Cannon a lot of kids. Yeah, yes. he does. He sure does. Uh, former NFL quarterback Drew Brees says that he would still be playing in the league right now, but his right arm doesn't work. Uh, hey. 
that hasn't stopped Mac Jones. That's <laughs> <laughs> fans heard from. Uh, yeah, I, and I applaud you. I I thought that was definitely going to be a masturbation joke. Yeah. I know, me too. <laughs> oh no, I, I tip like my hat away. to you. I stay away not from taking that the the easy road. <laughs> the low hanging fruit. The yeah. low hanging dick. Uh, here's another story from uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Dolly Parton stole the show when she performed at halftime of the Cowboys Commanders game on Thanksgiving Day, dressed as a cowboy cheerleader. Uh, the megastar said she wanted to show some little D's, her big D's, and big D. <laughs> and as an add-on, uh, apparently she had her makeup applied at the Texas Gook Depository. <laughs> the Texas Gook Depository. Uh, and finally, I wanted to save this one for Jimmy Carr, and you'll see why. Edgy. Finally, music composed at Auschwitz will be performed for the first time ever this week. Uh, ironically, the song is Jailbreak by Very Thin Lizzy. <laughs> Very Thin Lizzy from Auschwitz. And uh, I wanted to say, Goldie, before uh, Johnny 2 kicks in, uh, there is a friend of ours out there. His name is Doug Sarazen. Mm -hmm. And Doug okay. Sarazen, every week for months now, has been sending me funny stories that he finds from wherever. He's like, I think this would make a good Johnny. I think that would make a good Johnny. It's incredibly helpful. And recently, he started actually sending in jokes. And now a lot of them, you know, are not quite right. But this week, he sent in Texas Gook Depository. Wow. And I got to give him a shout out because that That's made me laugh. Goldie, that made you laugh. So. Thank you, Doug, for that. Go that Doug. was excellent. All right, Johnny, yep. too. All right. <clears throat> well, during a week-long ceasefire in the Middle East, Palestinians and Israelis held a successful hostage exchange. Yeah, uh, Israel got more than 70 citizens back, and in return, they also had to take James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad trade. <laughs> okay. A new poll shows voters are far more concerned with the anemic economy than President Biden's age. Biden said, I can fix that, then instantly lowered interest rates and fell down the stairs. <laughs> okay. uh, meanwhile, former President Trump was booed at a South Carolina football game. <laughs> Strange, since they normally root for the Cox. Ah, you have to know. Yes, good, good college knowledge there. <laughs> college knowledge. Uh, singer Billie Eilish is opening a restaurant. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it'll serve food you don't understand, but your daughter likes for some reason. <laughs> and finally, uh, the Carolina Panthers fired head coach Frank Reich after the team started a league worst one in ten. Uh, Reich says he looks forward to spending more time with his family and also running them into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woo! I didn't have a Texas Gook depository. Oh, yeah, thank you, Doug. That was a good one. Gook depository. It's funny to even say. All right, hey, uh, folks, we're excited today. We're going to do something uh, a little bit different here. Um, we talk about, you know, we're writers who hate writing, blah, blah, blah. Today on the podcast, and I'm not sure that I've seen this anywhere before, we are going to write today on the podcast. So let me set this up a little bit. Goldie 
who is absolutely one of our best writers at Family Guy, has is about to write his next script for Family Guy. And so what happens there is, you know, people get together, work on a story. Goldie goes off for a couple days, writes an outline, which is a description of every scene that's going to be in the show. Then at Family Guy, we do this thing that they don't do at every show called a gag pass. So where Goldie takes his outline uh, into a room of about five or six of our writers, and for a couple of days, they go through it and pitch jokes for each scene. And, you know, Goldie says, maybe I could use a joke here. I feel like maybe we could use a joke there. But also, listen, let's not get this twisted. Goldie is a guy who his scripts come in with probably the highest quotient of his own jokes uh, of any script. Difficult to work with. Difficult to work (laughs) with. Yeah, very, you know, very demanding. But so Goldie, when I don't want it to seem like we have a gag pass and, and so the script is written when he goes out. No, it gives you a few good jokes along the way to make you feel like, okay, here we go. Um, but so today, what I thought that we would try to do is actually write the first scene uh, of Goldie's upcoming script. And now normally Goldie would do this entirely on his own with the help of the gag pass. And today, uh, you know, it's just, I'll be here. But we have another special guest who's going to be helping us today. And that is our writer's assistant, Hillman Hollister, has generously agreed to be on the the podcast today and to assist us in writing this scene. And we have three very talented writer's assistants on the show. Jordan Ramp, of course, has been a guest here before Hillman is now our guest today, and we also have have Abby Lavalley, very talented. And I and I spoke with Abby. I said, "Hey, don't get upset that Jordan and Hillman have been on before you. It's just because they're men, and you'll be last. <laughs> so she will be on here eventually. I'll cut but that. Y- and, uh, no, don't cut that. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> so Hillman is going to help us get through this today. Now let let's let's meet Hillman here. Hillman, say hello first of all. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks good. Hi, Hillman. Good. Welcome. Was that good? That was great. That was a good hello. We'll cut, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah, definitely um, get that out of there. So, Hillman, let's talk a little bit before we get started about your uh, your journey to Family Guy. So, mm-hmm. you are from uh, Massachusetts. Yep. Massachusetts Mabble, boy. Mabblehead. Mabblehead. Mm-hmm. Born it. and raised. North Shore. Mabblehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, you I have a story to... about Marblehead just in brief, and I told yeah. it to Hillman when I first met him. So Marblehead's a very special town. It's a very nice town. It's on the water. Um, So when I graduated high school, the big sort of celebration was we're going to go out to dinner in Marblehead. So we went to Marblehead. We all put on our nice clothes. And my parents, you know, said they were very proud of me. And they said, we have something very special to give you. And they gave me my grandfather's pocket watch. And they said, you know, this was your grandfather's pocket watch. And we've been holding it for your whole life. and And we want you to have it. And I was like looking at it, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Thank you. And then they said, you know, we should probably just keep it in the safe deposit box where it's safe. I've never seen it again. <laughs> I was given my grandfather's pocket watch for maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. <laughs> right. I was told, it's so special you can have it. Actually, we don't trust you with it. Let's take it back. 
anyway, that's my marble head story. That's great. What a great that's it, yeah, it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of the town is just people getting pocket watches what? briefly. Yeah. And then, yeah. I know it that does. sounded interesting to you, but for me, that's, yeah, that's a dime a dozen. It's yeah. a it's a pocket watch community. It's known as such all around Massachusetts. But so Hillman, you went to a little uh, Hamas-sponsored university <laughs> called Harvard. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And you uh, are good friends with our other showrunner, Rich Appel's son, Gabe. Is that right? Yeah, that's oh, true. Cool. Yeah. You were in college together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in school together. So did you go to Marblehead High and then to uh, to Harvard, or did you go to Yeah, a, okay. Yeah, I was at Marblehead High. Four All years. Right. Go Headers. <laughs> headers. <laughs> really? Well, actually... Uh, we're the magicians, but also say go headers. Yeah. Wait, it's Wait, the Marblehead the magicians. The Marblehead magicians. What wow. Your teams cannot possibly be good at anything. <laughs> like it's Magic. a seaside community and like what I mean, you guys must be just getting crushed at basketball like everywhere you go. I mean, we're up against Swamp Scott. We're oh. up against the Salem witches. Um, oh. so the names we, are amazing. Yeah. So the magicians versus witches, that's always a big battle. Um, oh yes. Who wins that one? <laughs> Yes. I mean, did you feel going to Harvard, which is obviously an amazing accomplishment, but was part of you like, I got to get out of here, though? Uh, Yeah, I think a little bit like I needed to get away from home, but I did feel like I could get that separation because I didn't spend that much time in actual Boston. So it kind of felt far away enough. Were you on the lampoon and such? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, look at that. How do you get on the lampoon? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, There's like a application process there's kind of two rounds of submissions where then they uh, beat you in i'm calling yeah 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 i'm calling bullshit on that i think you showed up at the lampoon office and said hello my name is hillman hollister they said you're hired yeah yeah i have a screenplay called hillman hollister's wonder buzz hollister (laughs) like a sequel to mr mcgorium yeah yeah, yeah, exactly it writes itself wasn't wasn't mr mcgorium's uh wonder emporium on the big billboard in the last strike when we were striking <laughs> this is what yeah. we do it for yeah exactly <laughs> yep this is what we're fighting for there was boys. a big article about that guy because he had i i believe in vanity fair that he has these bars tattooed on his wrist because he believes like his hands are magically writing for him and oh, separate right. from his body or something oh wow that's Whoa. just the, that's one of Which the worst I, you know, stories i've ever my heard. hands are definitely attached to my body the entire time i'm writing <laughs> yeah <laughs> tend to be yeah, it works better that way. Yeah, I'm not channeling. It's, God is not talking through me. I guarantee you that God is talking. I'm not behind, channeling any. God is talking behind your back about you. <laughs> God um, is over my shoulder reading it and just shaking his head. Like, Terrible. Cut that. We're, no, we're gonna, give, we're gonna give him a lot to shake his head about today. Hopefully. Um, so Hillman, tell me a little bit about, so you, what's the, the journey from Harvard out to LA? How does that happen? Yeah. So I moved out in September, 2019. Um, and I was working as an assistant to this woman who ran an insurance company first, just kind of, yeah, I was already living the dream. Uh, And then I got an internship at Gloria Sanchez Productions, um, which is Will Ferrell's production company. Yeah, that's awesome. I was kind of, you know, stock in the office, sitting at the front desk, a lot of comedy heroes of mine coming in that I could offer water. 
Sometimes yeah. it was yes, yeah. sometimes it was no. Oh. Um, but room temperature well, who, and uh, refrigerated. Like chilled. Who were some of the people? Who were some of the heroes that you offered water to? Uh, David Wayne is a big one for me. Oh, nice. I've, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was like shaking. He once he snubbed me at a restaurant. So yeah. Oh, okay. no. Anyone else? Well, don't meet my heroes. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that, wow. So David Wayne is the the one you lead with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Will Ferrell. Okay. Um, there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start yeah. with him. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Fer- did you meet uh, Adam McKay while you were there? I saw him, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't meet him. No. Okay. He's so yeah, Adam he's McKay a- just breezes by the front desk, doesn't say hello. That's what I <laughs> he's got all the water he needs. Lumbers, yeah. I would say, not breezes. Lumbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that sounds like a great place. And so, did you come uh, from there to Family Guy? No. So then the pandemic happened, uh, yeah. and so I was at home in Marblehead for about nine months doing coverage, basically for Gloria Sanchez. And then the internship ended and I came back out and it was significantly harder to find a job. So I started, I worked at Mendocino Farms for a little bit. Um, oh, God. Which I, I, one of our better to lunch options, I would say. I, yes. I, I love, I love their Caesar salad. That's my alma mater. I want Jones every day. Jones is really every good. day. Yeah. No. Terrible. No, no, terrible. <laughs> Uh, so I worked at Mendocino Farms for a little, and then when you apply to Mendocino Farms, you tell them you went to Harvard. What was their reaction? <laughs> well, I already had, I already had a friend from Harvard working okay. at Mendocino oh, Farms. Shit. Okay, oh, there you go. so the whole thing is it all, all Harvard you know. people in Mendocino yeah. Farms? Oh, Mendo Mendo Farms is such a fucking Harvard it's, feeder. It's, it's just ridiculous. The pipeline is, yeah, is disgusting. It's, it's um, yeah, Nepo Babies. My dad was a manager at Mendocino Farms. It's Nepo uh, Baby Lettuce. <laughs> uh, I did, my friend Juan and I, who's also went to Harvard, we uh, started working together. Um, so Mendo Farms with all your Harvard buddies. And then, <laughs> and then how, does it, how do you come over to Family Guy? Uh, so one of my really Seth good came friends... in for a salad. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pitched Sorry. a cutaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was good. I am good friends with Mike Scarrett, who was a writer assistant here before. Right, yes. And so he got hired somewhere else and he let me know that he was moving on because I was working, you know, not really doing anything. And he was like, do you want me to recommend you? I said, yes. And then I uh, interviewed with Alec and Rich. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll never remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Gabe didn't say, hey, my friend Hillman is like. Oh, I'm her. sure he also. And let me ask, who, who yeah. asked more awesome. incisive and pointed questions in this interview? Was it Alec or Rich? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. We all know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of, can you type fast? And I said, yes. And they said, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much scale. the one requirement. Um, All right. So now, and how long have you been with us at Family Guy now? I think it's been about a year and a half. Yeah. Started January 2022. Felt longer. Felt (laughs) a lot longer than that. Yeah. Well, that's that's almost two years now, Hellman. See, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, Well, you're you're great at what you do, and you've really been uh, shining recently in terms of pitching jokes and story ideas. Um, You know, we've really enjoyed that. So. 
Thanks. Keep I appreciate up. it. Yeah. Uh, you're doing oh, a I didn't great realize job. that you have writer's assistants pitch jokes and story ideas. Is well, it, it's nice? interesting. They, it, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen at all, which is fine. Like you just want somebody who can get all the shit down, who can type well and doesn't miss stuff. But then it, it feels like for writer's assistants who want to be comedy writers, mm-hmm. after a little while, they get more comfortable in what they're doing and feel like, okay, I can throw in a joke here or there. And and the the writing staff loves that. Like, if anybody's going to break the silence with by offering a potential joke, that's already a win. And uh, Hillman, you've been not only breaking the silence, but offering jokes that we've used and, and ideas that we like. That's so, uh, cool. so that's a real, a real bonus. Thanks. It's yeah. Everyone's unbelievably nice. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a big fun. change from the way family guy was 20 years ago. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> it's very kumbaya in there now, which is great. Yeah. David Wayne would have really fit in 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. We're, we're, we're hitting that again. Another torpedo into the side of David Wayne. <laughs> Um, Someone says they enjoyed your movie in a restaurant. You could just say thank you. <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh, that's what happened? Yeah. Oh, I said, no. I really like the Baxter. And it was just like, mm. I was like, oh. no one's coming up. <laughs> Look around, man. The whole restaurant isn't like the fucking got. Baxter was awesome. There's one dude in here who liked the Baxter, and it's me. So you can't fucking choose of everyone in here who you get to interact with. It's me. I love that it was about, about the Baxter. I love it was about the Baxter, which is just a, a word I barely remember as something related to an entertainment thing that happened. Hope you're enjoying your omelet. <laughs> James Corden wasn't. Uh, all right. So that's enough about Hillman. We get yeah. it. He's Thank a good you. guy. He's good at his job. We're happy he's here. We're thanking him for being here today. So now, Hillman, let's pull up on the screen um, a blank script, and here's Goldie's outline. And I just want to point out, we're skipping the three days of panicked masturbation that you'd normally do before <laughs> yep. you start writing. Right. We're <laughs> sort of skipping the frantic Googling. We're, yes. You know, there's there's a lot we're not doing here. The yelling at your family that you work, <laughs> and so it's really hard. Uh, yep. A lot of we're steps s- we're going we're over. So should we just set up like the scene yeah, we're writing? Goldie, I want you to set up what this first scene is supposed to be. Okay. Well, it's a scene about Brian, who's taking a writer's workshop or a class at a community college, and he is, you know, a writer on the show, but he's doesn't have an idea. Basically, yep. he's stuck. He has writer's block. And it comes to a head with a teacher saying that, you know, if if you can't take this seriously, then maybe you have no business being a writer. So we're just trying to get to the next scene, which is that story-wise, Brian's having a crisis of confidence that he can't write. Right. So we're trying to show dramatically and in a funny way So this happening. is Yeah, this is a scene at Quahog Community College. It's going to be taught by this professor character that is new. And we could pitch on the character. I mean, I just put, you know, I basically made the character a a legendary Irish author. Right. Who's and and in the outline, I said this and and it'll change. But the joke I made was he's now teaching community college because he drunkenly snowplowed over Jeremy Renner. Just a horrible (laughs) coincidence for that man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I like that. That's fine. 
We could so, do that. So let's, we could pitch on that. Let's go into the script and put out those very first uh, slug lines. Yeah. So let's do exterior establishing Quahog Community College. I don't know why. Why doesn't that look bold? I'm very thrown off already. After yeah, raising helmet up and down. There we go. Okay. <laughs> be a lot of that. Wow. I mean, uh, there, I'm going to pitch a sign gag. I was going to say, uh, should we have a sign gag? Sign says Quahog Community College. Established yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's first joke of the day right there. I was going to say we should pitch on a sign gag, and you had it ready to go. <laughs> Established yesterday. <laughs> that's right. If we don't write anything more, we've already yeah. done great work here. That felt fun. Yeah, that's great. Okay, and so by the way, like in a Family Guy script... That first joke can hold you up for days. <laughs> so just to have something on the paper that's yep. a kind of laugh, yep, that is a recognizable joke, <laughs> we can now start writing. Exactly. Cool. And right, and it's like put the masturbation tissues away. We're in yeah. it now. <laughs> so now we go interior as Hillman has already started to do, say uh Cohog Community College classroom same. And when we say same, that means to indicate the same time as the day that's above it. Boy, that's boring. What is this element called, Hillman, the uh, interior and exterior and final draft? Uh, scene heading. Scene heading. Okay, so we've written our scene headings. You don't know that? I, I know. I forget. I always call it a slug line, and I just forget. My God. And so uh, what, that, what okay. we wrote, sorry, a sign outside reads, Quahog Community College established yesterday. That's what we call an action line. Okay, go ahead, Goldie. Yeah. So I was going to say, um, I, I'm just going to start pitching on to set up the scene and we can, yeah. you know, reject this, whatever. But my sure. first instinct is uh, Brian sits among a group of diverse students listening to their professor, Megan O'Callaghan. Yes. <laughs> nice. And, and for those of you who don't know out there, Megan O'Callaghan is a mashup of two Family Guy writers, Patrick Megan and Steve Callahan, who definitely deserve this tip of the cap because they're also... So, oh, uh, like, yeah. and, and this is where just as... Here's where, like, the confusion will begin as you sit down and write, <laughs> right? Because you, you say, in the outline, we've said, oh, this is like a legendary Irish author. So do you want, when you enter the scene, like, in my head, I go... Do I have Brian whisper to another student like I can't believe the legendary Megan O'Callaghan is teaching this course, you know, right. or something like do you need to do that to tell the audience? I don't think we do, but I'm just saying like this is this is why it takes time to do these things and you can't just copy and paste the outline in. Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 that said, to this point, I think what a good thing to do would be to start with Megan O'Callaghan speaking. I think there's a way in his first line to get out that information that you wanted Brian or someone to whisper in class. I think we can get it from this character himself. I also was reading your gag pass notes and I really liked that joke in there about, uh, as a reminder, if you leave your scarf, like I will take it. And like, I, I think it could be funny to have just a reminder. If you leave your scarf, it becomes mine. It, it feels mm. like, I don't know. That was a, funny way to possibly end his first line uh looking at the gag pass the thing that made me laugh was 
him maybe saying, if anyone doesn't want to be a professional writer for the rest of your lives, get up and leave right now because you're all going to make it. <laughs> I mean, that's a very, that's that a very, I think that, I think they can both be in there. I think we can, yeah. I think we just start <laughs> by funny. with some boilerplate stuff like, uh, good afternoon, students. And, and should it be like... I, do, so I mean, I and like, again, I'm not trying to haggle every point, but I mean, <laughs> should he just be in the middle? Should we be in the middle of class? Like, are we really starting the class? Well, maybe, maybe here's what we do. Or is he in the do. middle of Here, Here's lecture. what we do. So in the action line, Hillman, go up to the action line after O'Callaghan. Just say, um, on the board behind him is written, uh, what is this called? Like creative writing... 101 i mean does that help just to, you know it, it tells us where we are and who this guy is right yeah creative writing 101 hmm. can we do something with that i don't know that well, you want I, the I, funniest I, thing there. i don't i don't necessarily want to make that a joke it doesn't have no, to be 101 i just think that i'm it just needs... wondering if for some reason it's like you know in my head i just see a number and i it's like creative writing 289 i, I that doesn't it's not that's only a joke if you're Think of 101. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> right. if you said one. I think creative writing 101 is fine. Okay. So take away Get Afternoon Students, because I think Goldie could be right about just being in the middle of something. Yeah. So now we come into, like, what what are we in the middle of here? And what I, I like I like getting out that point. About, he's, about... He, he's telling them what pronouns are, and they, they're shocked to hear it. <laughs> I like the idea this of getting... This may be your first introduction to something called pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> We're not doing that. But. The the thing you liked about uh, you're all gonna make it. It feels like we could get to that pretty quickly. Tough talk. All right. If anyone doesn't want to be a professional writer for the rest of your lives, get out. It's an uneasy beat. Cause you're all going to make it. <laughs> and just you can say like the the students nod to each other. And, yeah, and I mean, I just—I—I <laughs> I don't know why I want to touch the burn. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to do this, and there's no. But part of me just wants to go. Like, in the event of a fire, I may get some of your pronouns wrong. I apologize. <laughs> like, there's no reason to do that. <laughs> Especially that guy. I'm a woman. See. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Say, do, do a Megan O'Callaghan uh, line to say, Now. Now, in the event of a fire, <laughs> I may get some of your pronouns wrong. An audible gasp. <laughs> Especially that guy. I'm a woman. See? <laughs> Especially. <laughs> well, I can already see we're cutting this, but it's fun to, it's fun <laughs> yeah. to see the screen. Yeah. This, is, this is what you do. In, we're in just writing. Draft. Yeah, I mean, we already have half a page. Especially yeah. that feels day. like a decent day. Yeah, <laughs> see, it's funny. And so now, so now we kind of want to get to the meat of the scene, which is he's got a call on Brian to do yeah. that to, to fulfill some assignment that Brian has not completed. Right. Which right. now I'm wondering, in in true writerly fashion, is are the first lines wrong because they seem to imply that it's the first day of class. And now we're showing that, you know, there have been previous weeks of this course. Well, how about instead of all right, just change all right to, and as I've said before. Yeah. Because you're all going to make it. Now, in the, in the unlikely event of a fire, 
No, you don't. That's just adding an extra word. I feel like we should cut this. It's just we're never doing this. <laughs> I just leave it in for now. <laughs> we're fine, we're just doing the demonstration. And, and All right, we're having fun. But Goldie's right. Sometimes you write stuff that makes you giggle, but you kind of know it's. It didn't even fun. really make us laugh. It just felt fun to do. Okay. So now we're doing. He's he's calling on Brian. So it seems like Kat, Megan O'Callaghan needs to continue talking. Yeah, Brian. Our first, so you, our, our first. Your short turn story. to read this week, or yeah, you, I believe you have a short story yeah. for us, Mr. Griffin. Say our first short story presentation today will be Mr. Brian Griffin, and then I guess Brian would say something like, "Well, I I don't really have a story per se. What do you have? An idea? What kind of idea? Well, it's about. I mean, is that how you want to get into it?" It's, kind it's, of... it's almost like, do we need to have a beat of Brian, like, I don't know, does he need to, like, make, is it funnier if he makes some kind of excuse for himself? Hey, uh, sorry, I don't have this ready. Uh, I guess the me ate my homework. No one, <laughs> no one laughs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's a joke we can be proud of. Okay, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't have this ready today. And then, like, broad, in parentheses. I guess the me ate my homework. <laughs> the, the class is silent. Do you, and should he say, do you even have an idea? Or is it, you know, me? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, oh, too many. <laughs> What's one of them? Yeah. I mean, should Brian drag that out a little longer? Like, oh, too many made of ideas. <laughs> yeah. What's one of them? I'm the CEO of Ideas, Inc., a limited liability corporation in the state of Delaware. <laughs> it's too wordy. <laughs> but but now, didn't you have in your outline, like, a couple of fake ideas? Yep, yep we've got those. Okay. Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> yeah, what if I, yeah, the stuff about a, there's a dog in a class who's... I like the le- leading with that first one. Okay, here's my first one. The boy with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> You just changed girl to boy. All right, let's sit on this for a minute, though. Is that the best one to lead with, Goldie? Do you well, think? I, I mean, I, you know, in the outline we have him going like, it, there's an idea about a dog taking a writing class who desperately needs an idea, and then Callahan says, that's not an idea, you're just describing what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's that might be a better way into it. Let's, it's let's good. do it's that. Not, you know, it's not the most groundbreaking but i think you can keep oh too many ideas what's one of them and then get into the thing we were just talking about brian it's about a dog ellipses who's taking a writing class ellipses who desperately needs an idea (laughs) and then o'callahan says that's not an idea you're just describing what's happening (laughs) (laughs) right what about the boy with the dragon tattoo (laughs) right just changed just girls. Students like that's very gendered. <laughs> Sorry, he apologizes. <laughs> that, that that's very hetero. What is it? That's very gender. What normative? That's very gendered. Yeah, or gender, gender normative, heteronormative. That's very heteronormative. I'm sorry, sir, ma'am. <laughs> Another thing to cut. <laughs> it's still the same joke, and it's still funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
Student OS. The, the they with the dragon tattoo. The problem is the dragon tattoo, not the <laughs> person attached to it. Yeah, that's very heteronormative. Yeah, so then do Brian the the uh, the they with the dragon tattoo. And then, this is fun. We're not doing any of this, but I like it's fun. <laughs> the they with the dragon tattoo, and then Megan O'Callaghan. The problem is not. Well, what would you say? The, the problem they? is the dragon tattoo, not the gender of the person <laughs> yeah. who has it. The problem is the unoriginal dragon tattoo. And this all has to end basically with Brian being tossed out of the class, right? Yeah. I mean, we could go further. I, I, gritty shoots and ladders made me laugh. Give me, you know, from Egan says, give me a real idea. Gritty shoots and ladders? Yeah, I like give me a real idea and maybe we can just pitch on that for a minute, see if we can beat, yeah, who has it? Now give me a real idea. Yeah, so this one just has to be like a quick, another unoriginal. Yeah, Um, I'm trying to come to an idea of like, um, I'll need need help with the reference, reference, right? But it's it's like Bradley Cooper is Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) <laughs> or something you yeah. know like it's just i was i was in the of area of, pitch. now give me a real idea beat and brian goes about a girl <laughs> <laughs> just some other like easy gender swap right. yeah uh, i don't know that i want to camp too much on the gender stuff yeah sure, it, sure there's more late it just it feels a little bit like a 51 year old guy Trying to take a desperate stab at relevance and and missing and stabbing his own leg. Hey, you've got a few more days until you're that. Yeah, not much longer. I know. When when a real when idea. a big part of your life is enjoying enjoying just being fifty. <laughs> I know. Uh, give, give me a real idea. Kibbles and Brits. <laughs> Tastes lovely, Governor. Yeah. Kibbles and Brits. James Corden is Donald Kibble. In Kibbles and Brits. Donald, Sir Donald Kibble. It's a movie idea. Yeah. Uh, that's almost like too creative. Somehow. It's like too good. Ploppenheimer about a really big dump. <laughs> Brian, I'm not sure this class is for you. What are the big books right now? I don't even know how sad. Well, it could be a book or a movie. Like, it just could be anything. Yeah. Uh, you remember it just Bel- feels like he, he would be trying to take a stab at relevancy, like I just was, it, you know. Right, whatever the hot thing is now. But that's yeah. the problem. Everything's so spread out. There's no, like, one movie that everyone gets. I mean, unless it's Barbie or Oppenheimer. Yeah, honestly. I was trying to think, like, a novelization of Cabbage Patch Kids or... Right. Now, give me a real idea. Um, Donald Faison is a Braff away. Is that a title for his memoirs? It could be. I don't know. Yeah, I I am a little annoyed that we have to live through the second wave of Zach Braff, even if it's just in a commercial. (laughs) Some Um, uh, popular movies right now. Saltburn. The Killer, Five Nights at Freddy's. Maestro, your favorite. What if the Quaker Oats guy was a serial killer? <laughs> the postman always rings once. <laughs> um, let's see. Now, give me a real idea. 
By the way, do you picture this Megan O'Callaghan with any kind of accent? Maybe, a, I mean, like a Liam Neeson Irish. Oh, that's good. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, have him be very, the problem is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's why I thought it'd be funny to hear why he's disgraced in doing this, you know, the mm. beginning. That could be, uh, when you do your own pass on this, <laughs> feel free <laughs> to add any of those details. Taken to Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> nope. Oh, here we go. The Karate Adult. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, I'm not sure this class is. (laughs) That's funny enough for now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's what it could be. That's a good joke. Brian, I'm not sure this class is a fit for you. Please turn in your scarf and leave. (laughs) Brian sadly hands Megan O'Callaghan his scarf. Then do you want to do a survivor type exit interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I see because I, I, I want to get to, yeah, Brian sadly turns in his scarf and leaves and exits. I love this Joe thing. So set this up, Goldie. Well, he, he should, Brian sadly turns in his scarf as, he, as Brian gathers his things. The class continues because Brian should be here to see this next To part. see Joe's? Yeah, don't you think? No. Okay. No, I think I think you can leave, and then like Megan O'Callaghan can say like, "Okay, next up, Joe Swanson," and then just get right into it. Are we doing the one I liked or the one you like? I couldn't even rema- figure out the way. Go into the gag pass for a sec. I even we'll do the one you liked, but yeah. I so here wanna... here were some of the options from the gag pass. Wait, slow down here. I like to call me Ishmael, but scroll down. No, I guess let's do the one you liked because I can't even figure out. What was the one that made me laugh so hard? Dedication for Bonnie. So angle angle on Joe, who sits in the middle of the class. who And reads off a manuscript. Yeah, yeah. Joe, dedication, colon, for Bonnie, period. And then in parentheses, turns page. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Bonnie. And then what's the line? Yeah, let's get the and folded then, line there. Bonnie lay dead in a pool of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Bo Bonson held the gun. Not sure he could ever explain this away. <laughs> Bo Bonson. And then we're out. Yeah, I mean, did you want Megan O'Callaghan saying, now that is writing? Or... No, no, I think you just get out on the Joe line. That's hilarious. Okay, so by the way, that is scene one. That's wow. a scene. Okay. And That's cool. obviously when, when Goldie takes this on his own and goes back through it. He'll probably change some things, lose some things, add some things. But that wasn't so much the sense of how Goldie might write this on his own, but that's definitely a a miniaturized version of how we would write a scene in the room. And honestly, even when we have five or six writers there, I feel like Goldie contributes the same amount as he did just now, which is a lot. Well, one of the things uh, that I've heard about writing that really has stuck with me, and someone said, Chuck Lorre said this, was that every scene in a sitcom is either about one thing or nothing. Oh, that's interesting. And so this scene was just Brian struggling in a writing class, right? So when we go back through this, it'll probably be pared down even more. Right. To just, it's like the stuff about the gender, whatever. If, If that's unbelievably funny it can stay in right but the bar is really high to keep extraneous comedy like you're not just looking for hey let's just have a couple b minus jokes and then do the thing with brian it's like if 
each of these jokes is something that the first time you see it really makes you laugh. It can stay in. Yes. And, and if so not, now, you don't need it because we're always long. Every script is too long. No one has ever handed in a script that was too short it, in well, the history Tom, of TV. Tom did. Tom famously did one. But it was unfinished. <laughs> yes. It was like <laughs> right. an un- unfinished symphony. No one's ever handed in a completed script that was too short. It was an unfinished symphony entirely on kazoo. Um, so now, Goldie, let's read the scene, and you can be Brian and Joe. Okay. I'll be. Uh, I'll do the stage directions and the writer uh, teacher. So, Franz, here is the first scene of Goldie's script that we just wrote here on the podcast. Okay, we start exterior establishing shot, Cohog Community College day. A sign outside reads, Cohog Community College, established yesterday. Interior Cohog Community College classroom, same. Brian sits among a group of diverse students listening to their professor, Megan O'Callaghan. On the board behind him is written Creative Writing 101. And as I've said before, if anyone doesn't want to be a professional writer for the rest of your lives, get out. There's an uneasy beat. Because you're all going to make it. The students nod to each other. Now, in the event of a fire, I may get some of your pronouns wrong. Especially that guy. I'm a woman. See? Our first story presentation today will be Mr. Brian Griffin. Oh, uh, sorry, I don't have this ready today. Uh, I guess the me ate my homework. (laughs) The class is silent. Do you have an idea? Oh, too many. Made of ideas. What's one of them? Uh, it's about a dog who's taking a writing class who desperately needs an idea. That's not an idea. You're just describing what's happening. Right. What about the boy with the dragon tattoo? That's very heteronormative. The they with the dragon tattoo? The problem is the unoriginal dragon tattoo, not the gender of the person who has it. Now give me a real idea. Oh, here we go. The Karate Adult. Brian, I'm not sure this class is a fit for you. Please turn in your scarf and leave. Brian sadly turns in his scarf and exits. Okay, next up, Joe Swanson. Angle on Joe, who sits in the middle of the class and reads off a manuscript. Dedication for Bonnie. Bonnie lay dead in a pool of blood. Detective Bo Bonson held the gun, not sure he could ever explain this away. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> so even, l- even reading through that... Yeah, there were some things to... Do like, to I would just go back, because this is something we should do, too, because you've heard it, and you just go... Uh, sorry, scroll up, please. I would change the line to, um, if anyone doesn't want to be a professional writer for the rest of your lives, I would cut the rest of your lives. I would just say, if anyone doesn't want to be a professional writer, get out. Yes. Right? That felt long. Because you're all going to make it. And then this fire stuff we're cutting with the pronouns. Like, that just, to me, was flat. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then, sorry, we don't have this ready. We don't have to do that right now. I'm just saying. No, no, no. You might as well just cut it right now. Yeah. So start with our first short story. uh, And then we have a today-today situation where two lines in a row we have the word today. Yeah, just cut that one. So you can have, sorry, I don't have this ready. Sorry, comma, not quite ready. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not quite ready, right? I guess the me ate my homework. Do you even have an idea? What's one of them? About a dog. You're describing what's happening, right? Yep. What about the boy with a dragon tattoo? And then we'd cut this heteronormative in the they with a dragon tattoo. 
what about the boy with the dragon tattoo? Just for our purposes, we could say, just give me a real idea. Like, he, yeah. he would know that that's... So, yeah. I mean, there's stuff yeah. to to still be done. But, I mean, that's the process, right? As you yeah, put in Hillman stuff, just, you take out stuff. Just change that O to OK in Brian's line there. OK, here we go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a little more streamlined now. It was a good good little edit pass you just did. Yeah, and now um, it's it's two pages, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. Look at that. That's two the right pages. length for a scene. If you start, once you start getting on that third page sometimes, yeah, you're, hustle, you're doing too much in the scene. Yep. Right. No, this is the perfect. Especially because it's animation. Like, we're not paying for the next set. So there's no reason to linger at this community college very long. Exactly. Well, that was fun. And it was actually, we did it pretty quickly. Yeah. Which was 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 good. I was kind of looking at the clock at 917, like, oh, fuck. But then we we, we nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was Um, cool. So now, obviously, Goldie on his own will have to do that process, you know, 15, 20 times over with each scene. Uh, but as you God. just heard now, he's quite good at it. So I'm confident that will be a good script. Hillman, you were excellent, seamless. Yeah. Thanks. N- yeah, never really a distraction. Cool. You know, okay. maybe one or two little hiccups. But that's, you know, we'll, <laughs> you we'll at one point spelled just J S U T, I noticed. Right. <laughs> it took everything I had not to uh-huh. unleash a fusillade of contempt. <laughs> and well, that was because I thought it was spelled that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Hill, you know, Hillman got a five on the J sets, so that's still fresh in his, uh, in his memory. Um, Hillman, thank you so much thank for, you. for sure. helping yeah. us with this today. And it was a was pleasure awesome. just briefly getting into your story because that, you know, enough's <laughs> enough. We, the Mendo yeah. Farms thing is a was a highlight. Now we'll, we'll take that with us every time we order from there. Now, believe me, yeah. we'll be getting a ribbing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, thanks for uh, for helping us out with this. I, I hope yes. the listeners enjoyed it as much as we did, and uh, you know we'll see it work in a little bit. And yeah. feel, feel free to mute yourself and stay on for the rest of this, for the rest <laughs> yeah. of this, which begins with something that we like to call top five. Top five. Ah, <sighs> oh, beautiful us. <laughs> All right. Well, so this was my topic this week, and this is. Top five New York phrases. So these are phrases that you would hear from New Yorkers or in the New York area. Here we go. Number five, pretty easy one. The fuck out of here. Already crossover. uh, You know, the fuck out of here. You take the get off it. The fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. Number four, I hear this a lot in New York uh, cop shows. The end of the day. You know, (laughs) at the end of the day, at the end of the day, who cares? All right, number three. This is the little one that I really enjoy. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. That, that's their way of saying after you. Go ahead. Get that a lot. Number two, we're getting into kind of obvious uh, territory here. Not for nothing. Right. Not for nothing, but uh, the Mets are in trouble. And number one, you got to go chalk. Forget about it. Forget right. about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fun list. Go ahead, JC. It was a fun list, yes. Okay. All right, so my number five is um, I'm just a couple blocks away. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and it's that's like, good. wait, is it Avenue or street blocks? Like, what, yeah. what, 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 You've had friends in New York when <laughs> yes. you hear that phrase. Yes. Number four, I lived in Williamsburg for most of the time. I was in uh, Brooklyn and never, well, I was never approached, but the phrase I heard over and over and over again was, excuse me, are you Jewish? <laughs> and I don't know, it, it actually worked on someone I know, 
that a lot of people have heard of. One Never of famous... say yes to that. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing good waiting on the other end of that question. Do you know who it worked on? It worked yeah. on a singer named Modest Yahoo. Oh. And it that changed his life. He became, he's like one of the most well-known Hasidic wow. Jewish, or was, yeah, so anyway. Wait, um, so someone approached him in the street and made him Hasidic? They they asked him, are you Jewish? And he said, yeah, and they just started talking, and they introduced him into, like, they brought him to the Chabad house. He went, yeah, it, it wow. worked. That's why they do it, because they're huh. trying to recruit there's people. A, there's a lot it's to crazy. say there that there will is a lot. remain unsaid. It's very, it's fascinating, yes. Yeah, that's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're just th- as likely to be clubbed in the head saying yes to that <laughs> as you are to be totally. brought to the Chabad house. <laughs> Chabad that. Uh, what was that? Number three? Yeah. Online versus in line. I'm going to get online. Very, I feel oh. like it's a very New York. Never heard it until I got to New York. Like it. Uh, my number two is the fuck out of here. Same the fuck out of here. <laughs> And number one for me, I heard this from some coworkers. If you'd make someone laugh, they'd be like, you're so stupid. And they tell you you're so stupid when you make them laugh. You're so stupid. So. All right. I like that. All right. Here's my list. Number five, so is your mother. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Number four from the great Ed Koch. How am I doing? <laughs> yep. And number three... From the great Joey Tribbiani, how you doing? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. Well done. Number two, it's very effective. Boston sucks. Yeah. Especially when we yeah. did suck. Yeah, we they did were suck. right. They were right about that yeah. a lot. And number one, I can't believe no one else had this. And it may be a little more Jersey than New York, but just give it to me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That was an that's oversight. That's really funny. Oh! <laughs> Oh. All right, that was fun, Goldie. What are we going to top five about next uh, week? Top five things you miss from your childhood. Oh. Oh. Oh, I miss those things. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun next week. Also, next week we have... Diallo Riddle. Riddle. That's right. Riddle me. Riddle us this next yes. week. Diallo Riddle, and he's like... Well, he's a co-host of Luxury... Blake Robin on yes. one song, who we've already spoken to, uh, but he's a very successful TV writer as well. He had his own series, Southside. Nice. He's worked for Fallon. He's he's done a lot. So awesome. And he's a All DJ. Right. I mean, he's actor. He's multi multi talented. Great. Cool. Awesome. Well, talking with Blake was so fun. I'm sure talking with Diallo is going to be just as fun. Yeah. So that's next week, and now we're going to end the show as we do every week on a high note. Oh, Tom and Max. I feel like I hijack first every time. Does anyone care to go go first? Go ahead. Whatever. So I used to not be able to sleep unless like nothing or no one was touching me. I (laughs) I just like had to be almost hermetically sealed. But recently, I'm just so tired, I think, that I can, and my younger kid needs to go to sleep with someone that I go in her bed and then the dog comes and like gets in my knees and I'm just surrounded by like just delightful little creatures and I fall right to sleep and I'm nice and warm and I like I get it now. Oh, it's nice. That is nice. That's a great high note. Very sweet. My high note was uh, Ted Danson. 
Oh, yeah. Ted Danson came into the office yesterday. He is he a delight. Yeah. Um, if anyone, if any of our listeners has ever worked with him and can confirm he is actually that much of a delight, that was, that would be, I mean, he was so sweet. One and line he came in. That guy just, everything that guy touches is great. I mean, like, just to think, obviously, cheers, and we've talked about how we feel about that show. But I yes. mean, he's so funny on Curb. Yeah, you know, and also he's just like been able to, to keep death. his ball in the air for so long of being like this funny, handsome guy, which is really hard to pull off. Just ask yes. John Hamm. But yeah, <laughs> he, he Ted Danson has done it forever. And yeah, it was it was a thrill. Get it, JC. Thank you for introducing yeah, him to me. That was really nice. Yeah, of course. Um, great. All right, my high note is this podcast. I feel mm-hmm. like. Between Mank and Jimmy Carr, we kind of we we hit a Mulaney high, okay? Yes, of course. And of Mulaney, course, all yes. the reports we got back for our end of the year, it was like everybody started listening because John Mulaney, <laughs> yes. John Mulaney was the number yes. one, and John Mulaney this, <laughs> and that was awesome, and we thank him eternally yeah, thank for you, that. John. But we had this John Mulaney high, and then things felt like they were kind of settling back down. As people realized, we wouldn't have John Mulaney again. Yeah, I know <laughs> we, we couldn't have him on every week. Um, but Mank, his numbers were huge for us. Huge. And then we had Jimmy Carr talking about us, and yeah. we've had people reaching out that they came to us because of Jimmy Carr. Yes. And it just feels like, you know, you go through these ups and downs, and right now it feels like a momentary up that I'm enjoying. So yeah, high note this podcast. I love that high note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. That's our show today. Thank you for listening to us write, which is basically the entire <laughs> show of Hamilton is right watching a guy write. Very exciting. Um, we enjoyed it. We thought it was a fun thing. Thanks yeah. again to Hillman Hollister Thank you, Hillman. for all the help and for being so great at work. Thank you two for being awesome. Thank, Thank you. you all for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Nope, I quit. <laughs> Shit. That was fun! And it stops right now! I'll never remember that day. There's a small curvature of space-time around it.